Have you ever walked into a room and instantly felt calm or energized or maybe even a little bit anxious and not because of the sheer amount of people that are in the room? Well, it is no coincidence. Research shows us that colors don't just change the look of a room, but they also impact our mood and how we start to feel. For spaces where we are trying to be productive, like home offices or offices in general, it's really important that we consider color theory when decorating and painting the walls because if the colors aren't quite right, it can make an eight hour day seem like it's taking 16 hours. And in terms of being a creative person trying to create content or, you know, create spaces, like for me, I'm an interior designer. My job is a creative job. So my office needs to spark creativity. And if it doesn't, like it never used to before I redecorated it, then it honestly just made things take so much longer than they needed to because I wasn't feeling inspired. So colors have a really, really big impact on how we feel. For instance, studies have found that blue is often associated with calmness and productivity, and it can actually lower your heart rate and reduce stress, which I found really interesting. But on the other hand, warm colors like reds and yellows are known for their more energizing qualities, and they can actually increase adrenaline and boost creativity, which you've got to find the right balance, right? Because you don't want to boost creativity, but also increase adrenaline so much that someone is anxious, right? So the one question I always, always ask my clients in the initial meeting when I'm first meeting with them is how do you want the space to feel and what does that look like to you? For me, I love browns and rich colors for lounges because to me, they feel really cozy and relaxing. But to others, browns feel really drabby and depressing, which if we couple that with having a good old couch potato day in a lounge, like we were watching TV and just chilling out, maybe we're still in our pajamas at 2pm. If you've got a space that really like fosters relaxation to you, then you'll leave that day feeling maybe more rejuvenated and relaxed. But if that lounge is in like a brown or whatever color makes you feel drabby and depressing and you have a couch potato day then you're going to come out of that couch potato day feeling drabby and depressed like colors have a massive impact on our mood and especially when we're spending lengthy time in these spaces in this episode i want to explore with you how the strategic use of color in interior design can transform not just your spaces but also your emotions and your behaviors from the calming hues that make us feel at ease to the more vibrant ones that spark creativity, I'm going to uncover how different hues can create different atmospheres and functionalities within a space, as well as go over how you can identify a cool color or a warm color, and then how to put the colors that you gravitate to into a more cohesive color palette or color scheme. Understanding the power of color in our environments opens us up to a world of possibilities and by thoughtfully applying color, we can craft spaces in our homes and offices that appeal to our style preferences while simultaneously supporting the variety of emotions and needs that we encounter throughout our days. So whether you're a professional designer or you just love sprucing up your own space or you have a space that really needs a refresh, get ready to see color in a whole new light. All right, let's get started. Hey, my name is Nicole and I am obsessed with interior design, business, personal development and building a home and life you love. 
I'm a small town country girl who has turned challenges into opportunities in both my personal and professional lives and now I sit here overcoming imposter syndrome every single day and doing the inner work in the pursuit of building a life I love waking up to and helping others do the same along the way. Whether you come here for interior design tips, real and raw chats about life and doing the inner work or you just need some advice as you start and run your own business or side hustle, you are in the right place my friend. Welcome to the Business of Being You podcast. I am so happy you're here. So the first question I'm going to ask you, which is what I ask all my paying clients, is how do you want your space to feel and what does that look like to you? Color plays a really pivotal role in shaping the mood of a room. The hues you choose for your walls, furniture, and even down to the really small accessories like pillows can actually really significantly influence the atmosphere. Some of these are really super easy to change out too, which is why I thought I would do an episode on it because you can implement little things straight away and start to see positive changes almost immediately. It's like when spring comes around, I often always change my duvet cover to a more lighter color just so it's more happy and fun and vibrant. As I mentioned before, I personally tend to gravitate towards warm, earthy browns and deep rich tones like emerald greens or intense blues for lounges, but these colours to me balance relaxation with a sense of sophistication and I like to steer clear of any colours that make me feel like I'm somber, overly somber or lethargic. Like I don't want to feel like I'm in a dungeon because that would make me feel drowsy and quite frankly sad after long enough but it's really essential to remember that color is a really deeply personal choice this is just an example of what works for me for a lounge it's also not what I would pick for a guest bedroom a bathroom things like that it just needs to resonate with you what evokes relaxation in one person might inspire a completely different emotion in another and I think that's why we find it so complicated when we're scrolling the likes of Pinterest and We see something that we kind of like, but it doesn't make us feel quite right, or we walk into a space that just feels really good and we can't quite pinpoint it. That's why I want to do this episode, because I think it's really important that we understand the psychology of color, because it will help us implement it in more strategic ways that can really boost our mood. What might evoke a sense of tranquility for one person could stir a completely different emotion in someone else. For some, the idea of relaxation is being like encapsulated in a palette of whites, like white on white on white, or even like gentle pastels. And this can craft an environment that feels really like light and airy. It's honestly all about what resonates with you and your unique emotional response to a color. So if you're in a place where you can while you're listening to this, I want you to take a moment to jot down your thoughts. How do you envision the space you're contemplating revamping feeling? Like what emotions do you want to stir in yourself when you step into this space? And I also want you to be specific. You need to consider the roles of every room. Perhaps you're thinking about a home office where calmness is key. Maybe you have a really high stress job, you're working with numbers and you don't need to be creative and you actually just need something that is like a blank space for you to think. 
or maybe you are creative and you need that blank space to be able to think or maybe you need a more vibrant space to ignite your imagination get really specific on what is unique to you and block out all the other noise of everything you see and please don't use Pinterest to find examples like just sit with yourself long enough and I promise you some answers will come Another example is I thought I wanted to paint the walls and ceiling and all the trim in this really deep sage green for our bedroom because I thought that at night it would be super cozy and don't get me wrong, it would be like dark curtains, dark walls, it would be going to sleep in a cave, which I don't know, I would love to sleep in, like not an actual cave because I'm claustrophobic, but you know, cave-like. I'd love to feel like I'm all snuggled in. I love that about going to bed. I have a very strict nighttime routine. But the more I thought about that, the more I realized that when I'm going to sleep, I've got the lamps on maybe and the curtains drawn and I probably spend, I don't know, 15 minutes with the lamps on. I turn them off. I scroll on my phone. I fall asleep. But the idea of waking up to that in the morning made me feel like I would be very like drowsy or even feel depressed in the mornings when actuality in the mornings I'm like I'm a morning person I am early bird gets the worm I'm all about light I love to sleep with the curtains open I love natural light and so to take that all away through color in the mornings I think would have had such a negative impact on my mental health and I was just thinking it will be super cozy at night that will be great but the more I thought about it the more I thought actually waking up to that is just gonna feel very very drab so this is only something that I realized months after being fixated on the deep sage green so honestly like just because I'm a designer and I've got a little bit more experience does not mean I am perfect you really just need to sit with yourself long enough to get the real true answer it's not just about the color but also how it aligns with your lifestyle and your mental well-being this process is designed to connect you deeply with your emotions and thoughts about your space. If you're finding it difficult, sometimes a good change of scenery helps. Whether that's a walk or maybe just a moment away from the familiar surroundings can provide so much clarity. I always have my best thoughts when I'm on a walk. The goal is to arrive at a clear vision for each room that truly resonates with who you are and ultimately create a space that doesn't just look good but also promotes positivity and mental wellness. So I want you to take a moment to reflect on the initial question which is how do you want your space to feel and what does that look like to you? By the end of this exercise you should have a clearer direction for the space that you're considering. For example, if your living room is somewhere where you love to host and feel lively and you associate this with inviting colors like sunny yellows or refreshing blues that evoke a sense of vibrancy and warmth for your guest, that's perfect. This whole process is just giving you more understanding which is going to be key for the next stage of our journey. So if you are driving and you can't jot things down now, come back to this episode and re-listen to this part before you move on to your other steps. Remember, there is no wrong answer. Okay, so you've reflected on how you want your space to feel and how you want to feel within that space. So the next logical step is to bring those feelings to life with color. The best way to start is by heading to your local paint store or hardware shop because they have the biggest range of color sample chips that you can take home. 
here you can pick up booklets or take some of those little paint chips home and don't be shy grab as many as you feel drawn to we can cull them down later on and it might feel like a lot but trust me when you get them home you'll probably end up culling like I don't know a quarter immediately because they'll look so much more different in your home as you sift through these colors you'll begin to notice how certain shades resonate with you Perhaps the cool tones with blue undertones speak to your desire for a calm and relaxing atmosphere. Or maybe the warm tones in the other shades evoke a sense of coziness and warmth. This process is about discovering what genuinely aligns with your emotional and your aesthetic needs. To really discern whether your colour is cool or warm, I want you to place the colour next to a sheet of pure white paper. Or, for a more precise comparison, if you suspect a colour has warm undertones, place it against a more warm white and this will help in highlighting its true undertone by comparison by accentuating the subtle differences. For example, when we were recently choosing an external paint colour for a house, we were working with these like creamy coloured windows and the clients had chosen this blue color for the house but in by doing so the windows looked way more yellow and they weren't a fan of that so we went for a more warmer color like it ended up being like a warm white which blended in really well with the cream colored windows and it also didn't enhance the fact that they were cream and it became a more cohesive feeling palette so by putting a paint color next to something that is more warmer, whether it's a cream or just a slightly off-white, whatever you have on hand really, this visual trick can help us make more informed decisions, particularly when we're trying to create a specific mood board or aesthetic in your space. It's really good to know if a color has a warm or a cool undertone. Also, since we've started with actual paint chips, most paint companies offer information like this on their website too, to work alongside the paint chips that you have borrowed. For example, let's pick a random pink from Dulux, which is a supplier of paint here in New Zealand, and I believe Australia. Let's look at Gordonton. Okay, so Gordonton is like this light colored pink, and they kind of put down on their website, this is what they've written as a description for the color. They have called it a soft and cheerful pink, suitable as a main colour or an accent colour and pairs well with a soft neutral or a bold maroon. So this description tells us that if it can be compatible with warmer colours like maroon, then it hints that the colour has actually got a warm undertone because warm colours tend to go well with warm colours and cool colours go well with cool colours. So if it's saying that it can pair well with a warm colour like a maroon, it's likely a warm colour itself or with warm undertones. Earlier I mentioned that our bedroom would be a deep sage green and how I said on reflection as cosy as it would have felt, blah blah blah. And this kind of emphasises the need to not only look at if the colour is warm or cool but it's also really important to look at how much light that that color is going to bounce around the room and so while you're looking at the color description online if you're kind of a little bit stuck on whether it's warm or cool another really important thing to look at is the lrv which is a light reflectance value and you can find this really easily online or even on the back of your paint chip and the importance of LRV basically is to measure how much light a color reflects or absorbs. 
A higher LRV value means the colour reflects more light and that can help make a room feel brighter, while a lower LRV indicates it absorbs more light, making a space feel darker. This is the reason I ultimately didn't go with the dark sage green, right? Because I love natural light, like I sleep with the curtains open. And so this dark sage green had a lower LRV, meaning it would suck all the light, well not all the light, but it would suck a lot of light out of the room and it wouldn't reflect it around. So it would make the whole space feel much more darker and that can also fall flat too. And it's really easy to find this information and it's just something that you can have a look at while you're looking at your chips and working out if one's cool toned and warm toned. I mean the most important part is that you're drawn to the colour and you feel like it reflects how you want the space to feel or how you want to feel in the space. But this quality can just be really really key in helping you decide whether you not want to go that dark and also it can help you decide how much of that color you want to see right like we're not just looking at the color like it's going on the walls we're looking at this in a more holistic way so think accent pillows duvet covers etc etc if you really love a color but you feel like on the walls it's going to be way too much then you can just pick it out in accents and then yes it will still quote unquote steal the sunshine but it can do it in a really subtle way that doesn't really have a massive impact when it's done in small things like accent pillows. However, a duvet cover is a different story because it clearly takes up more visual space, right? It's way bigger than a throw pillow or a throw blanket. To give more real life examples, if we go back to that color Gordonton, which was a light pink, the pink that we discussed earlier, the LRV on that is 71. But in comparison to the dark maroon color that it suggested to pair with that, which was Gibston Valley, that has an LRV of 9, which is much, much lower. And sometimes when we're looking at paint samples, if we're not comparing it to anything, it can just seem like the average pink, right? But if you put a medium-toned pink with a light pink, then it would look really, really dark. And so being able to identify what the LRV value of a colour is it can be really helpful in letting you know in a concrete factual way whether that color is dark or light which can really help you when it comes to creating a color scheme and wondering like I say how much of the color you really want to bring in. As well as this for us in the southern hemisphere if the direction of your room faces south you'll typically find less direct sunlight which can appear, make the room appear cooler and the colors more muted. So if you're finding that the color that you really like is quite dark but you're not too sure if it will be too dark for the space put it in the room and just keep in mind in the southern hemisphere if the room is south facing that color if it has a really low LRV and is dark will feel darker in that space and the opposite is also true for the northern hemisphere if the room faces north it's more likely to feel cold and also get less light so it's really important that when you are starting to choose these colors and gravitate towards them start to filter them through are they warm tone cool tone does that align with what I'm wanting and is it dark enough for the space or is it too dark you know you've got these filters that you go through so step one is identifying is it warm or cool toned and then step two is the LRV value and whether that resonates and to be honest like the whether a color is warm or cool is not the be all and end all but there is 
science that backs up that warm colors do feel more inviting and cool colors do make us feel more relaxed and calm so whether or not a color is cool or not isn't like life or death but I'm just giving you the facts so that when you're filtering through the colors that you're gravitated towards you can at least help align that with your vision for the space and how you want the space to feel and how you want to feel within the space because if you want to feel refreshed and relaxed and to you that's blues then you really don't really want to go down the option of warmer colors. And yes, there can be some blues that have warm undertones and there can be some blues that have cool undertones. So if you're ever stuck and you want to know, head to the website of the paint supplier. It will give you the blurb and it will give you the LRV and that information is so, so invaluable. And that's also why I suggest starting with paint chips from paint companies because at least then you've got more information on the color rather than just trying to like pluck a color from thin air or you know the color wheel it can be really beneficial to start with these paint chips because there's so much information backing up why they do or do not work for you also when you're choosing colors don't be disheartened if you don't get it perfectly right on the first try we don't and we're interior designers and I've been doing it for like a decade now so don't be thinking oh my gosh I did it wrong where did I go wrong Honestly, color is so complex and I'm just trying to give you the really easy steps to help you hone in what's going to work for you. And if you are in the Southern Hemisphere, say, and your bedroom faces south and you're like, oh, I really liked this warm orange, but it just feels cold in this room. To counterbalance the lack of warmth from the sun in that space, just consider upping the ante on that color. So if you find it feels flat or if you find it feels cold, if you then you just want to ramp it up. So you want it to be more warm, like you want it to be a warmer version of the color you have chosen. And if you're actually picking paint colors for the walls or the furniture and you found the bright color that suits how you want the space to feel and how you want to feel in the space, but say you get the test pot and it does appear colder, then you can just pop down to your local paint shop and ask them for a slightly warmer version of that colour to counteract that cold feeling that southern facing rooms give us in the southern hemisphere. Or for the northern hemisphere people, then in your case it would be north facing rooms. It's also really important to test your colours at different times of the day. This is especially true for wall paint colours. You want to observe how they change with the light and this approach will help you align your final choice with your vision, assuring that the space not only looks beautiful but also feels exactly how you want it to feel. And like I said, whether a colour is warm or cool isn't the be all and end all factor in creating a successful space. But understanding these properties can be incredibly useful because then you're going in with like an arsenal of tips behind you when you're choosing colours and you're not just kind of going in there and thinking, oh, I kind of like this pink and then you put it on your wall and you're like, why the heck doesn't that look good in my space? Why does that make me feel depressed? I'm just giving you a little bit more information so you can go into it kind of armed with the knowledge that you need to choose colours that really, really resonate with you and create a space that makes you feel so so good so if you're sitting there thinking okay so I found some colors that I like and I've worked out if they're warm or cool and I understand how that impacts me and I understand that it is a light color or a dark color but what the heck do I do with all this information now well 
Once you've selected a range of potential colors that you feel drawn to, it's time to think about the overall color scheme and how they will work in your space. A trick that us designers use is following a color scheme. And these can be split complementary, achromatic, monochromatic, there are so many. And I know this sounds really overwhelming, but it's actually really simple. And there are great diagrams online that show you what colors go best based on the color wheel. And I will link some resources below for that. But this is where the art of color theory really comes into play in helping you create a cohesive and visually appealing environment. So one effective approach is to use a split complementary color scheme, for example. And I know that the term sounds really complex, but it is actually really simple, but also really powerful in creating balance in your design. So the split complementary actually involves choosing one dominant color and complementing it with two adjacent colors from direct opposites on the color wheel. So for example, if you select like a deep blue as your main color, Instead of pairing it with its direct complement color, which is orange, you would choose more ready orange and yellowy orange accents. So this combination itself allows for more visual interest without the stark contrast of a traditional complementary scheme, which is just blues and oranges. So this one provides a more harmonious blend of colors that can invigorate a space while maintaining an aesthetic balance. So even though you've got three colors going on, they're all working harmoniously within the split complementary color palette. However, the split complementary color scheme is not a one size fits all solution. You might find yourself drawn to just one or two colors or perhaps a gradient of like one single color. Like you, you love pink and you love every shade of pink. And in these cases, a monochromatic color scheme could be more suitable. This approach involves using different shades or tints of a single color, which often creates a more sophisticated and unified look. Monochromatic schemes are known for their ability to create a sense of harmony and tranquility in a space, and this often makes it feel more cohesive and thoughtfully created. So once you've selected a color scheme, you can kind of start to align it with the samples that you're drawn to. So if you find that you love three colors and you just can't drop one, then you'll know that you need to pick a color scheme that has at least three colors in it, right? And if you've just got the one color like pink or blue, whatever it may be that you love and you're just finding different shades of that, then you know that you're a one color palette girl, right? So... Once you've selected your color scheme and aligned it with the samples you're drawn to, the next step is to extend the scheme across your space. So the reason I say to start with paint chips is because there's so much information around them and often the physical samples of them are really, really easy to find. And when we have these, we can bring them with us on shopping trips and we can actually bring the actual color sample chip, which is true to color, that we've found, that we liked, that we've fit into our color scheme. We can take it shopping. We can buy throw pillows off it, blankets. I mean, I personally do a lot of online shopping, but when it comes to finding these really key pieces, I always, always shop in store because it's really important that you can match the color scheme that you've got and the color chips that you've got to actual physical samples. But if you are someone who loves to shop online, just make sure that you keep the receipt so you can change it if it doesn't quite work. Because what we see on the computer screen or our phones can often be very, very different to our actual sample. And sometimes it might not work and that's okay. Just make sure you keep the receipt so you can return it. You can bring in your colors through the likes of paint, accessories, throw pillows, throw blankets, heck, clocks, 
crockery, cutlery, furniture, even paint for furniture if you're repainting it. It's really important to consider that every little thing can fit into this color scheme and by doing so you will ensure that everything works in harmony. As you start to bring in new elements, remember that this is a process and it's all about trial and error. Like no one's going to get it right the first time and not every item or color might work as you expected it to do in your space. And honestly, that's completely okay. It's all part of the journey. Like I say, just keep the receipts and you can return it if it doesn't quite work the way you wanted it to or it doesn't fit the overall vision. Honestly, I know color theory can seem so overwhelming and seems like there's a lot to learn and there is. My hope for today in this episode was just to give you a lot more information that you can then use because colour does have a massive, massive impact on how we feel within a space. And so my goal is to reach those of you who are kind of feeling like maybe you're feeling a little bit drab, like your room needs a makeover or a refresh and you have no idea where to start and you have no idea why you're feeling that way, then hopefully I've given you the information that you need to then look at the space you're currently feeling drab about or, you know, you're wanting to create a space. Maybe it's a new build and you want it to be a specific way. Like my hope is to give you all the information and bite-sized pieces that you can take away and understand how your surroundings affect you and by having more information put you more in control of those spaces so that you can then craft them into places that support you to live your best life because that is what I want for you I want for you to live your best life I know how it feels to be in a space that is uninspiring or it makes you feel drab or depressing or sad and I know how much color impacts that massively and so that is just what I want for you to live your best life and know how to create spaces that support you to do that. As I wrap up, I just want to remind you that the journey of design is honestly, it's just so deeply personal and don't be afraid to test and tweak and change things as you go along. I still do that now. So often when I first start a project, the first color or the first design is never really the final design. There are always things to tweak and change out as you learn more about the client or yourself or about the color. So honestly, don't worry about not getting it right the first time. Like I say, keep the receipts and start with small purchases. And if you don't feel like they resonate, then take them back and get your money back. You can't do that for paint. So maybe just start small to start with. And then once you start getting a little bit more confidence, you can start then going for the bigger ticket items that cannot be returned like paint. But also remember that paint is also only temporary and you can paint over it at any given time. But please do not be afraid to fail because if you've failed, it means you've learned something and you can add that to your bank of knowledge and draw down on it for the next project. I'd love to see what you've been inspired to create. So feel free to share your design stories or questions with me on social media. I'll leave my social tags in the description box for you and if you want to join a community of like-minded individuals I am creating a Facebook group so I will also link that in the description bar as well and you can join it and if you've got any questions you can put it in there or if you just want to share what you've done or share your thoughts then that will be the place for you to do it. But until next time please keep embracing the beauty around you and most importantly within you. I'm Nicole Gordon and I'm thanking you for tuning in and reminding you that in this wonderful world of life and design, the most vibrant color in any room is the one that is uniquely you. 
Have a good rest of your day or evening and I will see you in the next episode. Until then, catch you later.